a show that delves into the mystery of mystery. Bad dating shows and even worse dating advice. I'm Sam Labuti. And I'm Andrea Springer. And this is Helpless, Helpless Romantics. Romantics. Previously on Helpless Romantics. I feel like this bit is like unnecessary. <laughs> like no one's going to stumble upon this podcast and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm starting on episode two. <laughs> like, there's two episodes, and I'm not like other girls. Yeah. I don't start on episode one. No, I'm going straight for two. That's the good one. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this is the good one. Anyway, yeah, this is Helpless Romantics. Uh, right now, as you know, I hope, aside from that one person who's starting right now on episode two, as you know, uh, this is a show where right now we are reviewing The Pickup Artist, a VH1 reality show starring a man named Mystery. Um, we have some updates about the show that we, uh, some information we just learned. First of all, apparently um, the show ran from 2007 to 2008, which is insane. Like, we talked in episode one about how this didn't look of any time period, kind of, and it was, like, confusing. Like, I would have guessed... Like, 97 earliest, 2001 latest. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, I imagine that most people that are doing a podcast do at least enough research to know when their show is coming out. And we didn't look out. into this at all. Like I, like, I wanted to know nothing about it. As soon as I saw that it existed, I was like, yeah, let's record us talking about this because this looks freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but just, like, I can't believe it because I've never seen a show that failed so bad at encapsulating its own time period yet did so well at encapsulating another separate time period. Yeah. Like, it looks like the early 2000s, late 90s, like, way better than it does the 2000s, like, in the mid-2000s. Yeah, I would have put money on it. I would have, like, put a strong bet. I would, like, we refer to it constantly as this show from the early 2000s because yeah. it just felt right. But that's insane. Um, also, this show ran for two seasons, which is another thing we didn't know. Yeah, we really don't research. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're not sure how we feel about that. I feel like after, like, two episodes, I'm ready to, like, take a break. So I feel like after we get through, like, the whole eight-episode first season, we'll probably take a little break from Mystery and his little matador gang. Do some other stuff. And do some other stuff. And we'll come back to it and do season two, but... You know, I feel like one season will be good enough to start off, and then we can touch on some other topics. I'm honestly shocked that it got picked up for a second season. No, I couldn't believe it. That's why I just kept referring to it as, like, a one-season show. Because it just it just seemed like, like, I don't know, it just, like, reeked of, like, a show that only ran for one season and then yeah. like didn't do well. Yeah. But um, also there is one secret update, and even Andrea doesn't know this one, and I will oh reveal this at the end of the episode. And I think it might live up to the hype. I really hope so. But um, we should probably get into the actual episode. So this is the makeover episode. Much anticipated. Much anticipated. Because you know it's going to be crazy. Because if you've seen Mystery and how they look, uh, you know that the goal for how they're going to try and dress is set at a weird level of magician that no one should ever shoot for. Yeah. But uh, anyhow... Um, one thing I want to talk about is um, in the first episode, no one was eliminated, and I kind of thought, like, maybe they're not doing eliminations for this show, but then they revealed that in this show, there are eliminations, and like in The Bachelor, where you get handed a rose if you're allowed to stay, in The Pickup Artist, you get handed a shiny medallion to wear around your neck. <laughs> yeah, and like most medallions, I'm sure that it is cursed, and you will smell like Axe body spray for eternity if you oh, wear it. No. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, God. I kind of, I, I kind of myself likened it to like um, 
a Girl Scout, and like they're all like working now yeah. for their misogyny badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I thought more of like Power Rangers because he kept <laughs> attributing like this is the badge of strength and like attributing like like almost like powers really honestly yeah. to the medallions, but they didn't seem relevant to anything. It was just like offhand mentioned and then kind of didn't play into like when he picked who actually got them. But anyway, um, they start with a meeting to discuss that they're going to have a makeover, right? Yeah. Um, um, walking into the meeting, um, one of the guys says to another guy, uh, what's that thing uh, that, you know, that you have with a, with women? Yeah. Like, what's that thing you have with women? Uh, it's, it's called sex, pretty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's that thing that we're trying to do with women? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Like, I think Get your head in the was, game, Pradeep. I think that he was trying to, like, imply, like, oh, what is your issue with women? Yeah, for sure. But it was worded oddly, similar to a lot of things Pradeep says. And we'll have a few of those more later. But um, they go to this meeting, and um, Mystery starts to tell them how they need to peacock. You know, they need to pop. They need to really stand out. And he says, just like a woman, you know, when she's really showing her cleavage and he holds his hands up to his chest to like signify like big boobs and he holds it for way too long which makes me believe that he's just like waiting for them to pick up on like like what he's doing like they don't understand like what is he talking about like uh, women like walk around like we're supposed to be like maybe we should go hold melons and that'll attract girls yeah. it's like oh wait oh wait oh it's boobs for the listener Sam is cupping his imaginary boobs yeah um, well, like you, like you do like it's hard to like explain but I think everybody knows Everyone exactly knows what we're talking for about a man cupping above his chest to signify big old boobs yeah but like yeah. we imagine that they cut out like like three to four minutes of footage of mystery, like, just kind of, like, cupping at just his chest. Just holding at his chest, yeah, and just waiting for them to get it. And they're just, like, throwing out guesses, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, pineapples? Two, two pineapples walking to the bar, and the girls will come at me. Is this the secret? Is this what we've been waiting for? <laughs> but, yeah, and then he starts to list off things that they'll need to change about their appearance um, clothing-wise, and he mentions we're going to definitely need some tighter pants. You got to yeah. show off that dong, baby. I want to see an outline of your balls. Like, <laughs> like mystery is like super into them wearing the tightest possible pants. Yeah, I also imagine that um, they did cut out some footage of him cupping his own balls to demonstrate oh, yeah. and balls holding, and holding his hands in front of his balls to demonstrate yeah. what balls look like. Um, the same way, yeah. Another thing that happens around this time that I just wanted to mention really mm-hmm. quick um, is that um, Alvaro, who's one of the contestants, says something about how if only he could get the confidence to talk to women, yeah. uh, such wonderful things would come out of his yeah. mouth and he could only imagine. Yeah. Like, like what? what? Like doves? Like, like, <laughs> like what wonderful things would come out of your mouth? Butterflies. Like butterflies. Maybe like kisses. Kisses. Like yeah. a chocolate fountain. A whole chocolate fountain yes. spewing from his yes. mouth directly into the mouth of the woman. That's honestly... Because women love chocolate, Andrew. <laughs> That's one thing I know. I can be a pickup artist. I know all the tricks. <laughs> you can do it. You, you know what I'm talking it. about, baby. Um, um, but then Mystery says um, he wants them to change up how they're dressing and to peacock, you know, to stand out. Because he says, wouldn't it be nice to stand out? And it's like, uh, if what you mean by stand out is looking like the uh, sentient clearance rack at Hot Topic like you do, Mystery, then no, I don't think it would be a good idea for me to stand out. Because it's like, 
he's so obsessed with this concept of like popping and like yeah. wearing all these weird things because that's what draws women in. And you know the one thing that he loves. Yeah, most. the other thing <laughs> that I think that he's going to um, that he's going to talk about um, in terms of standing out because this really just does seem to be his mo is just a hat, just mm-hmm. having a hat. So. He's just like listing things, yeah. ways to make yourself yeah. stand out. Like tighter pants, maybe like a cool shirt. I don't know, maybe a hat. Oh my god, like maybe like two hats. Yeah, two hats just stacked on top of each other. Maybe three hats. If you own three hats, you might as well stack them on top of each other and wear them. Maybe you're wearing a hat on your shoulder, but just, not your head. Yeah, just a little hat on your shoulder. Maybe, maybe that's your thing. That'll pop. That's peacocking, baby. Maybe you have a little capuchin monkey and he's wearing a hat <laughs> and it matches your hat. And it matches your hat. And he's also wearing three hats. And he's also um, a pick- yeah. pickup artist. It's Hats all the way down, you guys, here on the pickup artist. Oh, hats, every hat. But, Jesus Christ, yeah, because he wants them to pick out what their avatar is going to be. Again, a recurring trend in this show where he has to use a word to describe something that, you know, is basically the same meaning as the word he's, like, the thing he's describing. Yeah, yeah he's literally just talking about their image. Yeah. Um, but... It- Trying to appeal to, I, I figure, think, yeah, like, appeal, trying to have this show appeal more to the World of Warcraft playing demographic. Yeah, I mean, you gotta already. relate to them somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, speaking of, like, the tight pants, so they go and they go to try on these new clothes. And Jesus Christ, like, they all are complaining about how tight the pants are. Like, I can just imagine them sitting there like, hey, can you cut the cameras? Because it feels like my balls are in a vice grip in these denim (laughs) blue jeans. So if you wouldn't mind cutting off the camera for a minute, because it feels as though my testicles are being destroyed by this denim. Because they all mentioned it, like, a lot. And it was... And they were visibly uncomfortable. Like, I wear, like, tighter jeans, but, like, those were, like, borderline, like just painted on their legs. Yeah, Scott is talking about how tight his pants are and he calls them blue jeans, which yeah. was pretty adorable. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly, I'm just proud of him for not calling them dungarees. Yeah, or like pantaloons, like these 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 here tight pantaloons are hurting my testes. Right, like my britches. Yeah. My bri- oh, my britches. No, he does have that vibe like old-timey like sweet boy who was like homeschooled by like a, like a 70 year old grandfather right, like definitely should have met a woman at a square dancing event mm-hmm. so far yeah um and then during this um pradeep goes up to the woman who's helping them dress and tells them that he wants to dress uh like he appears gay because he thinks that's how you get girls or something. Like, he wants to appear as though he's gay. He thinks that's a good conversation starter. Yeah, he kept saying it was a good conversation starter. And, like, here's the thing. Like, not all conversations are good. And, like, I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> that a conversation about him being gay yeah. isn't good. But a yeah. conversation about being gay isn't great if you're trying to pick up women. No. And, like... It's similar to, like... If you're a serial killer and you mention that or you act like you're a serial killer, that that is a good conversation starter in a way, but it's not going to lead to a relationship. It starts a conversation and definitely would lead to somebody saying that they're calling the police. Yeah, so just because it starts a conversation doesn't mean it's a good conversation starter, Pradeep. And if someone Mm, starts a conversation with you because they think you're gay, that might just be harassment. Yeah, it might just be harassment. It also might just lead to more, like, all of his strategies revolve around, like, in the first episode he's like, my strategy is to just go in there and talk to guys because I'm afraid to talk to women. And now his strategy is I want to look gay. Like, Pradeep has in his mind that 
seeming gay is the best way to get laid. Like, every dude who looks and acts gay is just getting laid by women all the time, drowning in vash of these yeah, homosexual-looking yeah, like, men. Like, pretty, what is his pretty, view? Like, if you're gay, like, like, you do you, baby, and, like, I'm proud of you and I support you. But, like, yeah. if you're trying to pick up women, then your best strategy is not to dress quote unquote his words not mine like yeah. he's gay yeah. and go to clubs and talk exclusively to yeah. men yeah exactly that's not going to really help you attract a woman and I'm having a hard time like shouldn't like you're a vagabond mathematician you should be able to math that out and figure that out that that's not going to work yeah, do that equation in your old head there um, oh my god and um, um, Spoon comes out they love his outfit and all of a sudden they're just like yeah you know what Spoon is a cool name. Like, there's all of a sudden on board with Spoon's like, oh yeah, you know gosh. what? Spoon isn't dumb anymore. Here's now it's cool. important. Um, Spoon's t-shirt says, want women. Yeah. Not I want women. Just yeah, want, want women. women. Very direct. Which just seems a little bit on the nose for this show. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why I expected... Any like, kind of subtlety yeah. from the show The Pickup Artist with <laughs> host mystery. mystery. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, novelty t-shirts, yeah. if you really look, that say things like, they're weird, like, misogynistic kind of, like, catchphrases that are, like, yeah, some of them very on the nose, like, hey, baby, or, like, I like women, or, like, some weird stuff like that, but they Sam, loved his outfit. Do you want to make a bet right now? Yeah, sure. I will bet you $10 mm-hmm. that by the end of the show, one of them is going to be wearing one of those FBI t-shirts. Oh, we're, we're both like the thinking federal similar boob thoughts. Inspector I, think, I think there's a 50-50 chance. It's either going to be federal boob inspector or tuxedo t-shirt. All right. So what's going to happen is... I put my money on tuxedo t-shirt. Okay. So if, if I see a tuxedo t-shirt, then I have to pay you $10. If yeah. you see a federal boob inspector t-shirt, then you have to pay me $10. Yeah. So we might just come up even because sure. honestly, they're pro- both, both probably going to happen. Both will definitely happen next episode, honestly. <laughs> Um, um, okay, so I wanted spoon, to mention well, what were you that there's a um, a competition element here. Yeah. Um, and whoever dresses the best or whatever wins the um, prize of the challenge. The prize. And, yeah. Um, in Mystery's words, um, uh, the reward will be a woman. Yeah. Which sounds like some bad stuff, and like a lot. That's how all the challenges are. Like every challenge and every reward is just like. You'll get to talk to women. And, like, it's either bad that that's what the uh, challenge is or good that that's what the reward is. Like, he gets to have a one-on-one chat with this woman who is, quote-unquote, mystery's friend, which uh, we highly doubt. Like, she was giving some looks to the camera, like, please help me. Like, Morse code blinking, like, save me. Yeah, we have constructed a theory. Um, And in this theory, um, mystery... Or one of his wingmen yeah. has um, kidnapped, kidnapped her daughter. Her daughter, and is holding her in this weird warehouse where they have the dance club. Yes, yeah. um, we Im- imagine that there's a lot of footage cut out of her rapidly opening doors mm-hmm. <laughs> and just writing, like scribbling messages and handing them the spoon that just say, "Please help me," <laughs> because it's like, like. There's no way that this very normal, nice-seeming woman is just genuinely Mystery's good yeah, friend. Yeah, she seems great, yeah. honestly. He is holding, like, some horrible thing above her head, and I think it's her beautiful young daughter. I think it's her children. <laughs> it's her it could children. be a son. Um, no, but... Yeah. 
It's like, if you can spend an hour alone with Spoon, I'll release your daughter from her tomb. <laughs> like, I feel like that's... Like, he, Mystery hasn't said a riddle yet or a rhyme, but we're getting there. Yeah, so Spoon does um, win the challenge. Yeah. And Mystery, talking talking to Spoon, says, you've won her. Yeah. And then they kind of do a weird thing where he's like, not in that way, where they're all yeah. making a, like a, like a weird oh, you're going to have sex with joke? her, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and they're all like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's not yeah. what's going to happen. Uh-huh. We're going to pay this woman to illegally have sex with you for this TV show. And it's going to happen on camera. <laughs> uh, like, it was a nightmare. Like, wink, wink. Um, and Spoon, to his credit, says that he's excited to spend time and learn from this woman. Yeah. Um, and at which point, I assume a producer approached him after that and and said something like, oh, can you just ramp up the misogyny a little bit? Yeah, we're trying to gear this uh, show more towards, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, pieces of shit. So if you could say this more like a dumb magician would say it, <laughs> and uh, action. Like, yeah, like, a lot of these guys are, like, like genuinely sweet, and it's going to be sad to watch, because we already see it happening, where um, the challenge is they have to go um, to approach these women using these terrible canned oh, pickup lines. Um, so, like, the process has already begun of, like, teaching them how to be just shitty guys at, like, nightclubs. And um, the first- nothing really particularly interesting happens, sadly, in this um, canned pickup line nightclub situation. Aside from um, Spoon has kind of a breakdown and cries. And, like, I started to really feel for him. Oh I was, like, emotionally invested in Spoon. Which, like, I'm really mad at this show for making me, like, make, making me, like, Feel feelings I, I <laughs> about a man named Spoon. So much. Yeah. Like, okay, I do need to talk about this. One mm-hmm. of the canned pickup lines that they were telling these guys to use um, revolved around describing something that had happened outside, which was yeah. like a fight between two, two women, women yeah. and one girl's boob like boob pops, out during, pops out during the fight. And like, so it kind of goes through all of these like weird type dudes like saying like, oh, yeah. and our boob popped out. Yeah. Um, and I just want to go on record as a woman and say that that is the worst possible way. To, oh yeah, to try it's to pick like, up a woman. Hey, ladies, how are you doing? I was just outside oogling some girl's boob because her boob popped out. Like in a fight. Like in a fight. It's like that's like if I heard that that was going down, I'd be like, we should leave this club probably, yeah. and also get away from this man who just like stand around, stands around and watches women fight and just looks at like one of their exposed boobs instead yeah. of like breaking it up. Are helping like none of the story in, uh, involves like, and then I broke it up and like got them to like sort it out because like, anytime these guys show like, in his one on one spoon like, has a genuinely endearing moment and the lady shuts it down like <laughs> like no 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 stamp down any part of you that seems kind of nice and replace it with just flaming douche yeah. like it's so sad and um spoon cries because he can't like handle it he got rejected the last time and like he has this breakdown and like yeah like i didn't expect to like feel bad for a man named spoon um the pickup artist starring mystery but i just did and i felt so much worse for him because he was on a show called the pickup artist starring mystery because that is the kind of emotional support system that he has while he's on this show yeah which is the absolute worst support system you could possibly like he's like oh mystery i really need some help and like i imagine mystery would be like hold on let me get my hat yeah, let me let me let me change my hat because I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to put on my helping hat to help you. Um, um, but yeah, like so, like like the woman who was Mystery's friend, quote unquote, who we think was blackmailed. They always make a point when they show the club to have a big thing on screen that says, 
these are not actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which can only imply. I mean, yeah, I imagine it kind are. of like that they're not actors in the same way um, that I had a real boyfriend in high school and he went to a different school. Yeah. Or like my girlfriend in high school, like she was totally real, but she just lived in Canada. Yeah. That's why you never met her. Yeah. They're real actors in that way. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, so eventually, um, the fat guy, uh, Joe, whatever, um, I'm going to keep calling him the fat guy, by the way, because I feel like that's what people probably call me when I'm not around. So that's what I'm going to call him. Uh, so fat guy, uh, actually wins, um, this challenge. He did so great. He did did really good. And I love him and I really want him to win. I'm pulling for him. And he picks as, he gets to pick two people to like get saved Mm -hmm. with him because he gets saved from elimination. And one of the people he picks is Alvaro. Yeah. Right? You remember Alvaro? Yeah. And this is significant for a specific reason. Yeah. Do you and, want to say? Yeah. That reason is that there was extensive footage from the first episode of Alvaro just punching Joe in the stomach. Yeah. Like over jokingly. And over. Like, because uh, it was like funny, I guess, to like, st- like hype him up. And Joe does mention at the end, like, it kind of made me feel self-conscious. But I just feel like there's, like, this, like, fat guy Stockholm syndrome yeah. where he's like, no, but he's my friend, right? Like, he's picking on me and make, calling me fat, but he's my real buddy, right? And it's, it's like just so sad because where it's like, friends. no, Joe, like, don't no. let, don't let Alvaro punch you in the belly anymore. <laughs> I wanted them to band together yeah. and form a coalition. Now that Spoon is gone, Joe is the only, like, genuinely, like, yeah, endearing, nice-seeming kind of guy. Yeah, what? that is a spoiler. Oh. Spoon is well, I mean, okay. we're, we're there anyway. Yeah, I we're mean, pretty much there. Um, I do want to say that at some point, Scott does refer to uh, the pickup artists as Mystery and Company, mm-hmm. which is coincidentally the name of my new dinner theater. <laughs> I still like, I noticed in the first episode I referred to them as um, the Matador Gang, which I'm surprised that the producers of this show didn't come up with that themselves. But I'm going to... I'm going to try and uh, get that ball rolling and keep calling them that. So Sam um, and I feel kind of the same way about Matador that we feel about Tara, the woman who was quote-unquote yeah. mystery's friend, uh, yeah. in that... But in a kind of different way. Like, I don't think he was, like, paid to act like he was, like, a pickup artist. I think, like, he just happened to be in that weird warehouse when they started filming, and they were like, hey, you look like you actually maybe could talk to women like do you want to be in this show because the rest of these people are fucking ridiculous stupid people because he's yeah. like overall normal yeah like yeah he's oddly definitely... enough i have nothing weird to say about the man named matador in this show yeah and i only have the one thing which is that he couldn't bring himself to admit that brady looked good without like seven qualifiers of like yeah oh but no homo you know yeah yeah I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not, you know, I'm obviously not, you know, into guys or whatever, but, like, you look very nice. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said a lot. But, like, don't make it weird, guys. Guys, everybody, don't make it weird. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So... And there's a number of, like, miscellaneous things that happened. Yeah, like, a lot that of I remember. Like, the Pradeep thing. Do you remember that? Um, oh, yeah. Um, or Pradeep, like, they're talking about pickup lines, and Pradeep wants to go off on his own and, like, just make up his own pickup line, kind of. But also, um... What he says is like, oh, what if I walked up and said like, hey, my friend uh, shit his pants and a fly came out afterwards. Like, is that normal? And if you remember, in episode one, Pradeep says uh, in his interview, it's not like I want to tell the whole world I shit my pants. So this story about Pradeep's uh, friend shitting his pants, it just seems like he's kind of just like, yeah, so my friend shit his pants and a fly came out. Is that normal? Is that Should even my a doctor friend here? go to the hospital for that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. first of all, Pradeep, if you're listening, um, 
Go on WebMD. Yeah. Also, hit us up on Twitter. We do want to we interview really you for the show. We really want to talk to you. Pretty. Also, we want to adopt Spoon, if he's still out there, because I feel so bad for him now. I love Spoon. Honestly, so sad. let's talk about the elimination, because Spoon asked to be eliminated. Yeah, because um, he couldn't handle it. He, was he, couldn't, he didn't like it, and I think that's to Spoon's credit, because I think that this show is um, full of nightmare misogyny people, mm. and I think that Spoon was genuinely a nice dude. Oh, he was in a den of sin, and it was best for him to get out as soon as possible. Yeah. Before it was too late, and he resembled too closely a bargain bin Chris Angel. Yeah, yeah. Um, this show broke down a man who was already at a point in his life where he was willingly letting people call him Spoon. Yeah, he was, it seems like he was already at a pretty low point. And they just shot him right down. Kick a spoon when he's down. Yeah, don't kick a spoon when he's down. Um, um, Alvaro with the breakdancing thing. Oh, my God. So Alvaro had to Apparently, be told yeah. by Matador three, three times separate times. Not to breakdance at not the club. Not to breakdance. Um, and he still did. He still did. And also, um, Mystery says, like, when Mystery finds out that he did the breakdancing, Mystery is disappointed. He's like, oh, man. I mean, there's a time and a place to break dance, and this is not it. And it's just like, okay, so like, you're you're not saying like break dancing is lame. You're saying like, ah, oh man, you gotta wait for the perfect moment to bust out break dancing in the middle of a room, and for somehow somehow the time and place is not at night at a dance club. Right. Yeah, that's like absurd. Right. Um, okay, so I wanted to uh, also mention um, during the the elimination ceremony, mystery. Uh, critiques all of them uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of plays out uh, like I imagine a, a therapy session would play out if it was in a hallucinogenic fever dream with a steampunk magician yeah where like your therapist was also just like a terrible weird gross magician yeah misogynist like yeah <laughs> constantly switching hats just like just left and right like, switching hats mm, tell me about your relationship with your mother with like 12 hats piling to the ceiling yeah yeah um, no it, it, it just everything just felt off and everything feels off kind of about this show we, we wanted to um uh pop back and say uh, they gave Alvaro so much shit for his oh, makeover. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you want to fucking know this? If you remember episode one, I said that one of the dudes they pointed out in the nightclub that they said looked really good and said, oh, like, he's kind of a fat guy, but he looks amazing. And this is how Joe should dress because Joe's also a fat guy. And I mentioned that guy looked like he was from Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. Well, when Alvaro comes out, they tell him his outfit is awful, and Matador says, yeah, you look like you came out of Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. And it's like, the fucking guy who looked like he just walked off the set of Electric Boogaloo to be on your show looked amazing, but, like, Alvaro just, like, wearing a backwards hat and, like, that's pretty much it, like that's what made you think of Electric Boogaloo and you, like, weren't into it. Like, it was just such a weird coincidence, I think, to me that I felt like I had to mention it. I was deeply confused that they didn't appreciate his hat because it was a hat. Yeah, he was one of the only ones wearing a hat. Like, there was no, like, rules to, like, how they were judging it because, like, people were coming into the room to show them their new look with, like, a varied, like, whole different, like, range of styles and things and they either completely loved all of it or completely hated all of it. And there seemed to be, like, no, like... Yeah. Like, uh, I couldn't tell, like, why. Like, someone would come in and be like, oh, I would expect they would hate this. This looks nothing like how Mystery dresses. But he's like, I love it. And then some guy comes in, like, 
wearing something where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is out of Mystery's wardrobe. Like, he wears this to Sunday church, and Mystery's like, hate it, literally nothing good about it. You should go jump off a bridge. And it's Um, like, what the fuck? They tell Joe they they want to see him in a mafia suit. Yeah, just because he's, like, kind of fat. Like, that's the whole point. Like, Like, like... yeah. They want him uh, to look like a godfather. Like, kind of, yeah. Like, like literally, like, they were like, a mafia suit. Yeah. I was like, like you know, first one of, those of all, mafia what does suits? that mean? They also use a couple of phrases, like, a night suit, or like, we want to see you in, like, a smooth suit. Like, they have, like... like a playful suit. A playful suit. Yeah, like, they have a, a lot of, like, um, types of suits that just don't exist. Uh, like, I hate yeah. to break it to them, but, like, I've been shopping for a suit, and there was never a section called, like... Nighttime suit. Or he's <laughs> like, yeah. Night or suit. like, ma- oh, our, uh, sir, you look pretty portly. Our mafia suits are over this way. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's never happened to me. Um, okay. So I wanted to say two things about mm-hmm. Fred. Sure. So Fred. Fred is the most does, boring to me. Like, oh, Fred. You could tell they really wanted to kick him off the show at the end before. Oh, my God. Because it was down to him and Spoon. And Spoon was like, I want to leave. And you could tell they were just like, are you sure, Spoon, that yeah. you want to leave? Because fucking Fred is really crazy on his style. They, like, really framed it as, like, Spoon's decision mm-hmm. over whether he wanted to leave or not. But they had still not, di- like, disclosed whether they had made the decision to keep yeah. Spoon or Fred. So it's like, oh, so obviously it's it was, Yeah, it was very obvious that it was like they were going to keep Spoon. And, like, right. it was like, okay, uh, we are not hitting any of our target demographic. Like, they like, wanted to The lower. test audiences say they don't like the weird 45-year-old guy, oddly enough. They wanted so to we need to lower. get him off the show. They wanted to lower. Or the median age of the show, yeah. and they also wanted to drastically, I would say, even a hundred percent cut down on their Hurricane Katrina references. Oh yeah, because I'm, because <laughs> I think he probably like we don't see a lot of them interacting in the house, but I think he's just kind of walking around like. So guys, again, I have to ask Katrina. Anyone what's a, the deal? Any of you know anyone in Katrina? Anyone affected by it? Um, and I wanted <laughs> to also talk about his outfit because mm. he. Dressed way too young. Dressed like a 14-year-old, and that's why he they grilled him. He dressed like, I don't know, just like Fruit Loops as a person. Yeah, he went from 45-year-old virgin to give me your lunch money. Yeah, he went from 45-year-old virgin to 12-year-old virgin. Yeah, like, well, you know? I would, yeah. I wouldn't even give him the credit of give me your lunch money, because that makes it sound well, like okay, he's in power. Yeah, it was like, more like a, like, oh, I over his life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... When they were doing the outfit stuff and mm-hmm. like the like the fashion show as they called it, Mystery kept saying, "Oh, you can't roll with us." Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I just think that like a, so two thousand. Thank you for also, and also thank you for the compliment. Also, thank you for <laughs> you the wouldn't you wouldn't fit in with us? It's like oh god, what a wonderful thing to say. <laughs> That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, at, at whatever point he's talking to Fred, and he's like. You know, if we were rolling with us and we were going to the Playboy Mansion, and I was like, okay, mystery. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you know, if I was doing my typical thing and just hanging out at the Playboy Mansion. We wouldn't get in, yeah, but, you know, we'd yeah, be yeah. there on the well, property. We'd be there. Like, it counts if you're technically on the property. And I think right outside the gate, that's technically owned still by Hugh, so, you know, it counts. So I imagine him just, yeah. like, every day, like, sitting outside the gate, just being like, hey, can I, can I, can I come in yet? 
I got. I brought another hat. Is this one? Is this one? Does this one work better? You please? have to buy me dinner first. Yeah, that's his big line. Yeah, his big line. Oh, please buy me dinner first to any girl he talks yeah. to. If she comes up and just says hello, he's like, Oh God, too strong. Buy me a drink. He's like freaking Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know why I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing Rodney Dangerfield's voice. But um, I mean that's all that really happened in the show. I don't know what else much we have to talk about. Yeah, I don't want to go on for too much long. All we've got for you. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of short and yeah, sweet. Spoon left, and we appreciated his decision, but yeah, we tweet are us, looking spoon. for spoon. Tweet us. Tweet us. We want a child that's like ten years older than us and a different ethnicity than us, and yeah. you fit the bill. And also, I was gonna name my kid Spoon anyway, so this just works out. Yeah. It makes sense. And I, just, I have so much motherly love in my heart for you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, um, can I get to the secret update? Yes. I'm scared now that it's not as good as it, as it like, oh was built gosh. up to be. Okay, here's the deal. So, James Franco bought the life rights to Mystery's life, and he's trying to make a movie where he plays Mystery in a biopic about Mystery. What? Yeah. <gasps> like, I'm, like, like, is he gonna, like... Humanize, try and humanize mystery like he did with Tommy Wiseau. Because you can humanize Tommy Wiseau a little bit, but you cannot humanize mystery. Like, like, what, what kind of movie would that be? I'm gonna be like so first in line that you can't even believe it. But why? You know what I mean? He's gonna play Matador. I think Matador is available. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't Googled him yet, but I'm sure he's free for the role. <laughs> Jay Dog, however, very busy. He's now a wealthy banker. I mean, yeah. Honestly, the only only one that could play Jay Dog in my heart, Keith Richards. Keith Richards, yeah. Oh my God! But I, um, apparently, the movie no one knows if it's happening. It's in like developmental hell for who knows what reason. I can see why. Couldn't imagine. But, um, yeah, hopefully that comes out someday, and then we can hopefully review that, because it's going to be great, you guys. You know it. Um, but that's basically all we have to say about episode two. Um, I got to say, I'm not particularly looking forward to episode three, Honestly, but we're going to do it how, for you guys. How do I go on without Spoon? I don't know. He really they, he was the heart of the show. They made us in love him, and then with, they ripped him from us. Yeah, in a show of just a lot of shitty 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 again just really bad magician people spoon was a shining light that led us forward and rest in peace spoon we we hope you're still alive. we hope you're still alive we hope everyone in this show is still alive friend I'm, I'm not sure that friend i'm not sure i really think i mean how long has it been at this point it's been it's been a while but you know uh, what he made it through katrina he made it to, through katrina and that means he can make it through anything uh we should probably end this wrap it up um, we'll see you for episode three. Um, this is Helpless Romantics. Yeah. I'm so Andrea. I'm Sam Labuti signing off. And uh, we'll see you next time.